0: Hi everyone, what's up and welcome back to In Bloom Podcast. Or, welcome if you're new, my name is Abby Aslin and I'm the host of this podcast. I am excited for this week's episode as always, but I just feel like I have a lot to chat about today in terms of the episode and just catching up. I don't know if y'all like the whole um catch ups I do that are like tied to like the goal of gratitude for the week. Hopefully you do because I just feel like it makes what I'm saying more personable, so (laughs) hopefully you'll like that, um, but I'm actually not going to be doing a quote in this week's episode because I'm going to read this, like, a few excerpts from this article I found online, um, and I'm just going to let that kind of serve as the quote just because it's, um, it would be a lot for me to, like, sit here and read a quote and then read, like, these excerpts from this article, so we're just going to basically call all the excerpts the quote for this week if we're all cool with that, so... I am gonna go ahead and get into the goal and gratitude for this week, but before I do so, definitely be sure to be following In Bloom Podcast on Instagram if you aren't already, and it's just at In Bloom Podcast on Instagram. Follow me if you want to. My personal Instagram which is Abby Period aslan. It's A B B Y Period A S S E L I N, and then if you want to keep up with my life in video form, I do have a YouTube channel if you didn't know that, and I just do like lifestyle vlogs and everything like that and i upload every wednesday and this podcast comes out every monday so that's the deal but let's get into my goal and gratitude this week so my goal for this week i really want to be better about just like putting more effort into every day this week um this last week was really tough for me because it was like my first week back in busy season and i just really was mentally struggling with accepting that i was about to be in it again because I feel like it's been a lifetime since the winter busy season but at the same time I swear I blinked and like summer ended and I mean summer's not like over but it definitely doesn't feel like it's over in Houston it's going to be another 2 months before it feels cool um if even 2 months honestly but I really just want to put more effort into everyday and what I mean by that is This week, I just like really, this past week, I let my mood get the best of me. Like, I was just in a very sour mood about it being busy season again already and knowing that I'd be working late every night, which I did. And it's hard because I'm in this dilemma where it's like in busy season, I have a much harder time doing things that I know are good for me. And this is kind of tied to this week's episode. Um, because they're hard. It's hard to wake up early when you're having to work until 8 p.m., 10 p.m., 12 a.m. Like, it's really, really hard because when you're working that late, you don't do anything after that, or at least I don't. Like, I literally just, like, log off, wash my face, brush my teeth, floss my teeth, do my skincare, and roll in bed. Like, there's no separation. So it's extremely difficult to get myself to wake up early Um, but at the same time, I know how important it is for my mental health to just get up early and do something for myself because if I don't, which this is how most of this past week was for me, I end my day working. I go to sleep like immediately after and then I wake up the next morning and since I'm trying to sleep as long as I can, I basically immediately start working and that is like seriously the worst way to live for. Your mental health in my opinion because you're giving yourself no time in the morning and no time in the evening or even if you are giving yourself time in the evening it's like you have to come back to work like so this past week I was mainly doing like evening workouts I felt like so I went to like an evening spin class so I took a break from work went to my spin class came back home finished working that kind of thing and even though that's nice because I am taking the time for myself I just feel like it's a lot more It it just has much more of an impact when I do it in the morning before starting my day. Because regardless, I'm working late in the evening. So, like, it's best for me to make sure I have that time in the morning to create that separation. So, I'm not, like, working, going to sleep, waking up working. Because that's just, like, not good. Because it just feels like you're on a hamster wheel, basically. Um, Anyways, I want to put more effort into my everyday. Just meaning that... Although, yes, I understand, like, why I want to sleep in and everything. Because I'm tired... And I want to listen to my body and like respect that. But there were also mornings this past week where I was naturally waking up a little bit earlier, even if I did go to bed later than usual, just because I am used to waking up early and I let myself have like a restless extra hour of sleep um, just for the sake of trying to get more sleep when I ended up feeling more tired after I woke up the second time and I could have used that hour to go on a walk or just enjoy a slow morning um in my apartment and just chill on the couch or something like just do something basically and I just want to be better about prioritizing the things that I know that are going to make me feel better in the long run and same thing with just like I always really like to shower before bed even if I've showered in the morning just because it really just I've said it before but it really helps me visualize like washing my day off even if it's just a quick body shower like it's just makes me feel a lot better and I feel like it's a good signal to the end of the day and I didn't do that this week like every night and I normally really like to um and honestly just make the most out of what I can for a busy season you know like wear what I'm comfortable in but also what makes me not feel like just I like I just rolled out of bed and I'm barely getting by um because I find that you know the way I am living in my experience of busy season you know if I'm like dragging through it and like really just doing the bare minimum I find that like my headspace is at the bare minimum but if I'm like really trying to you know okay I'm gonna put on like my favorite t-shirt and pair of like biker shorts instead of staying in the shirt I slept in last night and like little things like that make a really big difference and I know it's all about like Comfort and everything at the same time, and you know, I'm really like not trying to like push myself too hard, and I don't think any of this is asking much of myself, but doing those small things like that can really help my mindset when it's not in the best place when I'm starting my day. So just really trying to be more in tune with doing things that I know will make me feel best in the end, even if it's difficult in the moment, um, which is kind of the theme of this whole episode. So that's my goal for this week in regards to putting more effort into just doing basically bottom line doing what i need to do to make me feel better because i'm all about trying to feel as good as i possibly can given the circumstances during busy season so that's where we are and my gratitude for this week i am so thankful for just like my gut feelings i guess you could say super weird thing to be thankful for but i am um, I wanted to touch on this because I, if y'all have been listening to the podcast for the last couple of weeks, and if you've been like keeping up with my YouTube channel and stuff, you know that in the process of my current lease being up in my apartment and looking to buy something instead of renting again, and it's been such a process, but it's been such a fast process because I literally just seriously started touring places two weeks ago, and I there was this place that we saw last Monday and we really liked it and it was like a brand new home, like new build, and um in a really really great location and I just knew it would be really good in the long run to get. But we went and visited it and I when we saw it, like I was like, oh I really like this a lot. But I kept asking myself, like, after we had went and visited it, I kind of just internally was like, I really like it, but why do I just not feel like my body is saying, like, yes to it? Like, I I could just feel that, like, something about it just wasn't it, and (laughs) I know that might sound crazy, but I'm just somebody who, like, I I know my gut feelings, and I don't always listen to them, um, and that's my own problem, but... I find that, like, with things like this, I like to really try to listen to them. So, you know, it's crazy because it was this place, and it was, you know, well within budget, and um, my boyfriend and I both really liked it and everything, and the cons of it weren't, like, too, too bad, but we just really thought, like, location-wise, it was really great. And, um... I just had this gut feeling all week. We knew we were going to go see it again on Friday and just see it one more time before deciding if it was the one we wanted to put an offer in on or not. And I don't know, but all week I was just kind of like, oh, I'm excited to see it again. Like I did really like it, but I just like had this weird gut feeling that was just like, you know, this, this just isn't it. And it wasn't even necessarily that my gut was saying this isn't it. It just wasn't accepting that that was it, if that makes sense. So I just really was not feeling, I don't know, when we went and saw it again, there were just things that we noticed like the second time around that we did not the first time and I just am really thankful for gut feelings and like being able like to be in tune with myself because I feel like it's not something I've always had and possessed. Like I've not always been somebody who's really in tune with their gut feelings and And actually, no, that's not true. I've always been in tune with them, but I've never, I haven't always recognized them and like acknowledged they were there, if that makes sense. Because I used to get them, but not realize that it was something I should probably like listen to because it's really just your intuition. And I used to just ignore it for the sake of pleasing other people or just doing what I think would appeal to others most. And now I'm in much more of a position where I, like now that I know that I'm somebody who like can feel my gut feeling and like really listen to it and I always try to I definitely don't always do it but I always try to I'm just thankful that I have a strong sense of intuition I guess because it's usually like never wrong and I really and truly am just so thankful because I just don't think that that home would have been a good idea like it would have been a good idea in ways but I think that what we would have had to deal with while living there just wouldn't have been ideal and maybe not necessarily, like, the best location for our life. like, it was a really good location for our lifestyle, but for, like, having a dog, it had a yard, but, like, it was small, and it was still a situation where I would have to just, like, take her on walks, but it wasn't necessarily, like, a super walkable area, and I am just really trying to stick to my, like, goals and values with, like, what I'm wanting to get out of getting a home and you know the things that I prioritize most so I'm like really proud of myself for like staying true to that despite how enticing it may have been because of it being new and it being in the location it was in and it being at like what seemed like a great price point also because we ended up looking up like the builders reviews after we went the second time and they were just like not good at all so I'm just really thankful that we didn't end up going through with it and it's not something I would have thought to do like I just sort of I don't know why I assume that, like, builders just, like, do their job and do it well, but just like any other profession, there's good builders and bad builders, and, um, I mean, I've even experienced it in my own life, like, like, my parents have lived in very well-built houses, and then they've lived in, like, very rushed, poorly built homes, so it's just, like, I've experienced it, but I don't know, like, me doing this for the first time, I just didn't really think to even, like, look that up, but once we found out who it was, I'm, like, so glad that we didn't go through with it, so just thankful for the gut feelings and intuitions, because I think that, with something like this like buying a home it's not something you want to really cut corners on you don't want to like yes you're going to make compromises and sacrifices but you're not wanting to like be ignorant about anything and like just you know go into something hoping that it'll be better than what it seems like it's you really need to just feel good about it I think at the end of the day so I'm really grateful that I was able to sort of figure that out internally and that my boyfriend and I could like be on the same page with it and everything so um going into this week's quote which is really just an excerpt um an introduction to this week's episode it's actually so funny I was like doing my um it's maybe it's not that funny I don't know I thought it was funny but I was basically looking online and I was um a lot of times I've mentioned before how like I when I plan my episodes I typically will have a thought, almost like a one to two sentence like thought, Um, and I will try to expand on that with my experience and with like tactics and things like that. And um, a lot of times, I like to just sort of research, like whether that's I say research. Sometimes it's literally looking on Pinterest for inspiration. Basically, just get inspired. Research probably isn't the right word, but I like to try and get as inspired as I can to get me really in the planning mood for the podcast so I can like really milk as much as I can out of that thought um and just really develop it into a solid episode so that's just kind of like my process but as I was getting inspiration for this episode I came across this article um on thoughtcatalog.com and it's so funny because I was just like reading it and I was like oh my gosh this is so like well articulated this is just like Really eye opening. I resonate resonate with it so strongly, and it's really good for this week's episode. And I was just like, oh, I feel like this is just like really grabbing at my soul. Like I just really, really resonate with it. And it's so funny because as I get to the end and I scroll, I see Brianna Weist, and I'm like, wait, why does that sound familiar? And then it's like Brianna is the author of 101 Essays That will change the Way You Think. And I just think it's so funny because I literally rave about that book all the time, and I like there was a literally a stint all summer where all of my quotes were basically coming from that book and then here I am like finding these excerpts to share with you from an article I'm like man whoever wrote this is a genius and then I'm like get to the bottom and I see that it's her like go figure I just can't escape her uh oh gosh I just like slammed my phone on my computer I just can't escape her um I don't know like I just can't escape her like because I'm still reading that book because it's not really one that you like necessarily are reading for a storyline, obviously, but, um, I just pick it up when I want to and put it down when I want to. So I'm still going through it not because it's bad, just because I like honestly don't want to finish it. And, um, it's just funny that I happened to come across this article and I had no idea it was going to be like excerpts from what she said. But anyways, um, so what's, I'm going to only read like certain parts of it, but if you want to read it, it's on thoughtcatalog.com and it's called your purpose is on the other side of your pain. And um okay so she starts out saying for most of my life I lacked what I now call an emotional navigation system. I either didn't have the tools to express the anxiety I felt or didn't feel I could do so without being punished for it in some way. So I just avoided pain or I tried to avoid pain. I was obsessed with figuring out what I was meant to do or being able to determine who I was meant to be with. I thought that if I only did what I was meant to, I could never be wrong. I could never get hurt and I could never lose anything. Oh my gosh, is that like the most, that was such a powerful sentence for me. And then she goes on to say, growing up, I would sit for hours looking at college course catalogs, making lists of things I could become on the outside. It looked like ambition on the inside. It just hurt also really resonated with that. And then she goes on to say this whole paragraph, which was, I just felt like somebody had like magnifying glasses onto my soul when I was reading this. But she says, I was a binge thinker. I would identify a problem and craft a solution. This was how I got by. This is what propelled me. I thought I could calculate success or make a formula for happiness. My subconscious mantra was, I will be happy when. If only I could fix this thing about myself, I would feel better. If I only had this much money or had this relationship or wore this pant size, it would feel better. But it never felt better there was perpetually one step between me and feeling okay and I just really resonated with that I mean y'all have heard me say like multiple times especially recently how you know the contingent happiness I'll be happy when or in, in putting contingencies on everything and like saying that like you can only be happy when you achieve this goal or get this amount of money or status whatever and I think binge thinker is seriously like I have never heard that term when i heard it i was just like literally like hand covering my mouth oh my gosh that's me and um identifying a problem and crafting a solution that's like just literally the entire essence of my being is me over analyzing things picking things apart until they're literally in pieces and creating like literally finding as many problems as i can so that i can try to find a solution like even if there's not a problem i am the type of person that is going to want to find something just so I can keep myself busy with trying to craft a solution for something. And like she said, this looks like ambition on the outside, but inside it just hurts because you just so badly want to accept things as they are and just be okay with things instead of constantly... trying to pick things apart and overanalyze everything and I sit here and I wonder how I got like in my profession I'm in but I feel like it's actually literally perfect for my personality type even though it's not in alignment with my values at all and that's a whole other can of worms that we've kind of busted open a little bit um and well you know I'm in the process of figuring that out it's life um I'm figuring this out day by day but although it's not in alignment with my values I do feel like it's very aligned with the way my natural tendencies are um, because I feel like tax people tend to be very overly, I mean, you kind of have to be overly analytical, I feel like, and just really, um, I mean, be a bench thinker <laughs> at the end of things um, when all of said and done. So um, yeah, I read all of this. And then the next part I wanted to read was my every move revolved around purpose. I thought that if I could figure out what I was here to do, everything would feel better. Everything would be worth it. The truth is that I didn't have the capability to recognize what was preventing me from feeling happy in the first place i didn't understand that the same part of the brain that governs rumination also controls problem solving and creativity the no, the more depressed i was the more successful i became until that became too much and then she goes on to just give further examples and things like that and um Then the last part I wanted to read was every little part of my life meant something. I just didn't know it at the time. Every moment, however unbearable, was crucial. My only purpose was to just be here, and that was it. It would add up on its own. My life would calculate itself. It didn't need me to judge whatever it came out to. I do believe in purpose, but I don't believe that you need to know what it is to live it. I now know... That being afraid of things, I just read that backwards. I know now that being afraid of things going wrong is not the way to make them go right. Releasing that fear is knowing that there's no right way for things to go. And to get the full effect of that article, I do feel like you probably need to just go read it. Um, but I mean, it's really not long at all. I read half of it honestly with the excerpts I chose. So I just really liked this, and I thought that it was a good um, way to sort of break the ground for today's episode and um just how detrimental it can be to be so focused on um trying to calculate your life and how trying to like always ensure that you're making the right decision and that you're doing the right thing or that you're taking the right step or um, that you're doing what you're quote unquote meant to do that, that thought in and of itself, like literally ruins my ability to enjoy my life is because I'm constantly asking myself every single day. It like crossed my mind once, is this what I meant to be doing? Am I meant to be here right now? I'm like, okay, well clearly like there is some purpose in me existing where I am right now and doing what I am right now. If I'm doing it, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be living in what I'm living in now if it didn't serve some purpose because truly every single little ounce of our everyday existence is serving for a purpose and it's like whether that purpose is to literally just be in that moment or if it serves something greater than that that's you know for you to decide and like see but like you don't really need to because I think that's a thing I've always been so obsessed with you know like okay like everything everything has a greater purpose but sometimes we get so obsessed with that thought because we want to cling on the hope so badly that we don't realize that sometimes the purpose of a moment or something we're doing is to simply just live in it and like that is it like you were supposed to just live in it live through it and you know stick it out and live in it as long as you can until you learn what that was for until you learn that that's what you're meant to stick with and I think that it's hard for me to accept that because I really always want to think, you know, like, oh, like this serves this greater purpose because it's going to cause this to happen one day or it's going to help me achieve this. But sometimes, like, I feel like my life has gotten not my life. I don't want to say my life because that's just like a blanket statement. But I feel like my overall contentment with my day to day life I've become a lot more at peace with the way things are, and some because I know that I've talked a lot about like the struggle of post grad and how hard it is adjusting. I think a lot of the ways I've figured out how to just kind of be content with where I'm at is truly just accepting that the purpose of where I'm at right now is to truly just live in it. I've been so obsessed with trying to figure out what what is this next thing because you know how I have mentioned this before, you know, like in college and growing up, we're so used to like looking forward to this next big thing and having something to count down to or to look forward to or whatever it may be. But once you get in the post-grad world, like I truly feel like so much of these like first few years, like once you graduate are literally just meant to be lived in. Like they aren't meant to be overanalyzed and they, it's, You know, you kind of need to just like let go of the planning and what purpose is a serving question because you're not really going to figure anything out until you live in it and live through it. Because I think so many of us are so obsessed with, I want to get to, you know, this, this goal, I want to achieve this and have this by this age and yada, yada, yada. But we don't want to deal with the hard parts of getting there. So we're sitting there, you know, trying to deconstruct this goal we have. And it's like, how can I get there without going through the hard part of living through it? And how can I, you know, get to this goal without all of the, you know, really just uncomfortable parts of it? And I think that now I'm in a place where I'm realizing that like truly this season of my life I'm in is meant to just be lived one day at a time and it's I don't know what its purpose is like in the long run and I don't need to and that's okay and I can let go of that and just live in it but it's hard to accept that but I think that it's important too because it's getting me in a position where I'm feeling better and okay about just day-to-day life in general when i'm able to just accept you know like the purpose of the season is to just live in it instead of being so obsessed with deconstructing like the end goal of it and like what its purpose is serving in my life right now because it's not something i'm gonna know the answer to um and i really just wanted to expand on how the other side of Discomfort and like what's waiting for us on the other side of discomfort and how, you know, how can we see what's on the other side of discomfort while also like living and being present and really just sticking it out to where we can see what's on that other side of discomfort. Because I think so many of us in like my generation and the generation under me and even the generation right above me we're not very good with being uncomfortable and I think it's just because so much of our upbringing has revolved around instant gratification and I don't even think my upbringing had much of that like the people in my age group because we kind of didn't really grow up with the internet per se like it was introduced I mean we did but like it we weren't really like introduced to like smartphones and the internet until a more like older age than what the generation under me is like you know we didn't really have smartphones until high school I think if I remember correctly yeah like ninth grade seventh grade something like that and um we didn't really see all of that instant gratification until later but I do think like the generation right underneath me sees a lot of the instant gratification you know like you're the two-day shipping is instant life. I feel like that's an aspect of instant gratification. Like, a lot of things are just, like, quick, quick, quick. You can get it right away. So then we look at our lives and we're like, okay, how can I get things quick, 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 right away without, you know, a big cost and, like, a big, you know, going through, like, a lot of struggle for it. Um, So I think that really sitting down and just having this mental conversation with yourself almost of – Getting to a point where you not only know, but you also accept the discomfort is part of trying anything new, part of getting out of your comfort zone, and part of striving towards what's most aligned with you. And I think that a lot of us in our 20s were on this quest to find what's in alignment with ourselves and our values, and I know I've talked about that a ton because that's been sort of the foundation of me figuring out just who I am and what am I even doing here. Um, And I've been going through a lot of that, like, in therapy and, like, really just doing, like, the values assessments to figure out, you know, who even am I because my whole entire existence has just been fabricated up until this year of my life when I've decided I've had enough of that, of, you know, forcing myself to be someone for the sake of appealing to others and pleasing others. So I think that um, having this thought of I'm going to acknowledge and i know that i'm going to go through hard stuff and that things are going to be uncomfortable in order for me to get to be like my most authentic self but it's worth it like i have to i have to acknowledge that and i have to accept it because i think the issue is and where most, most of us get it wrong is that we set these goals and acknowledge that things will get hard and be uncomfortable but we don't actually accept it so like the second things start to get hard or we suspect things are going to be difficult or uncomfortable that's when we tend to like turn away and back down and postpone it you know it's like we'll try again another day or I'll try in a few months or whatever and or we'll tell ourselves you know everybody I think has told themselves this once I'll, I'll do this when I feel ready or I'll do this when blank and we constantly are telling ourselves that but it's really just I feel like deep down when you unpack that a lot of the times it's just us trying to avoid being uncomfortable and there's been countless times where I've been going after something and back down and took the easy way out. The second thing started getting hard instead of knowing and accepting that on the other side of that difficulty is exactly what will put me in alignment with myself and where I want to be and taking the easy way does nothing but delay the amount of time it takes you to get there. Since we really cannot control when and how f- hard things will get for us on the way there, it's really just us trying to stay in control at the end of the day. You know, like we're, we see things starting to get hard or uncomfortable and unpredictable. And naturally, like our defense mechanism to that is okay, like how can I keep myself in control? Which is, oh, let me just turn away and back down from this and keep doing what I'm doing. And I'll do that because it's more comfortable because I feel like I'm more in control of the circumstances and the environment because it's not as you know just volatile and it's not going to be changing and I'm going to be able to just predict what's coming next instead of doing the hard thing which is typically dealing with the unpredictable or with something that you know you haven't done before and this episode topic really jogged my mind after having um, my therapy appointment this week and talking with my therapist about like this internal battle I'm having with just purchasing a home instead of like renting and I I know you're probably like wait what does this have to do with anything but I've opened up before and I've said before that I just like don't have a great relationship with money I like do in ways but I don't in ways and it's not something that I see as a means to help me do the things I love and enjoy life and blah 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 like I desperately wish that was the way I viewed it but my first gut reaction and my first thought anytime the word money or anything involving money is involved, it's typically a feeling of anxiety. So I'm really like sick of that and I'm trying to like not live that way anymore and not have that mindset and I'm like really, really working on it. But um, we were talking about just this internal struggle and how ultimately doing this is like, purchasing a home is in alignment with my core values, because it is, you know, like, I value safety a lot, and, like, a lot of my, a lot of me valuing safety has to do with financial stability, um, and, which sucks, like, I feel like I probably shouldn't tie my, how I feel safe to financial stability, but that's just how I am, and purchasing a home in the long run ultimately does align with that goal, because it seems like the more, um, safe thing for me to do, because I am able to find somewhere that I feel more comfortable, um, spending money in, you know, month to month, year to year, whatever. And, um, the issue is I just ha I'm super uncomfortable with spending large amounts of money, which I know I've mentioned before. Um, even when I have, you know, my emergency fund and even when I have literally saved the money and I have it set aside for this purpose, I still am not okay with doing it because something in me is just like really triggered when I have to, spend a lot of money because there's this just like really huge fear which like is it irrational entirely no but is it irrational in the sense that like i've literally saved this money for this purpose and i have other money saved so like why am i thinking this irrationally yes it's irrational in that sense but i have this fear that you know like i spend this money and then all of these crazy accidents and like terrible things happen and all of a sudden like i need all that money to spend on something else and like I'm the type of person that's like oh I'll wait to you know buy a home until like I have all the money in the world and I can just do it without thinking twice but like that's just not realistic and me telling myself oh I'll do that when blank is me thinking with contingencies and pushing the hard thing off and the whole process of getting a home is a lot harder than renting right because you know it's the easy thing for me to do is rent because and I've been tempted to just pull out of like this whole home search process and just be like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go find an apartment somewhere. It's just a lot easier because you don't have to go through all of the different people, like your realtor. Your, um, you don't have to find like a lender and talk to them and like go through, you know, the whole closing process and all this stuff and go through the process of finding a home. Like, yeah, you got to find an apartment, but it's generally a lot easier. Um, and it's just not as much like paperwork and it's a lot, you know, quicker. And it's obviously you're not having to. Like, yeah, it's probably more expensive than most mortgages for the size of what you're getting and what you're getting to rent month to month, but you are obviously having to do the initial outlay of cash, like upfront with your down payment and closing costs and all that stuff. So that aspect of it, not easier, um, but, or buying a home is not easier in that aspect, but getting an apartment is truly just like the easy thing to do because it's not as big of a time commitment and it's just... Easier. And I've been tempted to go back to doing that multiple times. And I really just want to be able to. I was telling my therapist, I'm like, I know that, like, I can just feel in me that, like, pushing through the discomfort of finding somewhere to live and, like, finding a home and pushing through the discomfort of spending the money that I've saved for this purpose, I'll be able to get on the other side of that discomfort and acknowledge and accept that the discomfort ultimately got me to where I wanted to be and put me in alignment with my goals of owning a home and living in it until we're able to be in a position where we can afford moving out and keeping it but renting it to tenants or something. And I could keep pushing this goal of mine off until I felt more ready. But the funny thing is that the time that I am most ready will never really come because that's just me trying to push it off because of not wanting to be uncomfortable like everything about this is uncomfortable because it's just not something i thought i would be doing right now and it's something i've never done before so of course it's uncomfortable like it's not gonna feel good or comfortable doing something you haven't done before no matter what it is um and the time will never come that i feel the most ready or that i feel ready enough to make any big purchase until i practice pushing through the discomfort of making large purchases and the way I do that is following through with decisions like this that make me uncomfortable but help me get where I want to be because each time I make a decision and follow through with it in regard to larger purchases whether that's you know spending money for equipment for like YouTube and stuff or if it's you know buying a car buying a home whatever I'm showing myself each time I make one of those decisions and follow through with it through action that it's okay for me to spend money that I saved for a purpose and each time I do that it just squashes the anxiety that I've always had tied to spending large amounts of money and like tied to doing something like that and the only way we can really overcome the anxiety tied to any decision we make is to sit with that anxiety and push through it so that we have hard evidence that it is and will be okay on the other side of those anxious feelings and discomfort, and that's just like what I think a lot of us don't really see. That's not the lens we view discomfort through. Like, we see discom- discomfort, and our first instinct is to turn away, to run, to go back in the other direction, to run towards what's in our control, to run towards being comfortable. But if we want to overcome these feelings of uneasiness and anxiety and fear every time we're presented with something that at the bottom line is the same type of decision you're making and the same thing you're struggling with. If you have anything in your life, I feel like that's giving you that sort of anxiety and stress. Like you can really just look at discomfort as I see this, I acknowledge it and I know it's there, but not only that, I also accept it and I'm about to push myself through it because I know on the other side of that, me getting through this is going to help me squash that anxiety and squash that fear so that I can keep moving forward instead of letting it hold me back and not move forward at all. Because that's kind of, you know, your two choices. Like you you feel that anxiety and you feel that fear and you see that discomfort and you can, you know, choose to like let it exist and let it be there no matter how ugly it feels and how ugly it gets and just push through it so that you can you know, prove to yourself that you're capable of getting through it and prove to yourself that there's good things on the other side of it and that it's worth going through and worth sitting with because it gives you that experience of sitting with it. So that makes it smaller to you, you know, like you size it up to be something so much larger than it is. And it really puts you in a position to just really bring it back down and, you know, prove to yourself that wasn't as bad as I was sizing it up to be, or you can just choose to see the fear, um, and run from it and let it k- keep being this giant that, you know, controls your decision-making and controls your life, um, and keeps you from doing anything that pushes you outside of your comfort zone and pushes you to get to where you want to be because you would rather just live, um, with avoiding the fear instead of just sitting with it for a little bit and getting to the other side of the discomfort and the fear and another example like not tied to like purchasing a home and like money and stuff is like my job um so like for example i started in busy season um as y'all know and i was too busy the first three to four months of my job to even think of whether or not it was something I liked. Like that thought just like really genuinely did not cross my mind the first couple of months because I just didn't even have time to like think of that. And when things started to slow down in the summer, everything was starting to surface and I realized how freaking uncomfortable I was. Imposter syndrome just started eating me alive and was getting the best of me. And I knew how hard it was going to be to get through another busy season with more responsibility and getting cut less slack since I couldn't use the whole I'm new excuse really anymore. And the easy thing to do in this situation is to just give up and quit and take the easy way out, right? And while I do think you don't always need to do the hard thing, please hear me on this because I'm not sitting here saying like you need to be so hardcore and always do the hard thing and never listen to yourself and just push through all the hard stuff that's not really what I'm saying um I think that there's a time and a place to acknowledge the discomfort and the hard stuff and push through it but there's also a time and place when you recognize that it's you know just completely not for you and it's like pushing through that hard stuff isn't going to be ultimately on the other side it's not going to get you to where you need to be outside of the hard stuff if that makes sense and I especially, you know, don't think you always need to do the hard thing if it's at the expense of your health. And sometimes I think sticking through the discomfort with work will sort of just provide a domino effect with other opportunities and other things. And I had been feeling all of this discomfort, especially just like the last couple of months, and just questioning how I was going to make it through. Um, for months, for months, I was just feeling this way, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I just like don't know how I can do this. I just don't even feel like I'm qualified to do this. Just started really doubting my ability to even be successful. Like every time I would think of myself um, succeeding and climbing the corporate ladder, I would like in my instant reaction, and still I'm still struggling with this now. My instant reaction is like, "You're n- you're never going to be good enough for that. My instant reaction is, you know." you could never be responsible for someone else under you, like, you, like, you can only do what you're doing now, and you can't go any further, and that's just, like, my doubt and my fear and anxiety talking to me, but for months, I've just, I felt really, it really just this summer was really difficult, and I think it's because I had to come to terms with, you know, like, I had all these feelings surface, and I started, like, getting real with myself about how I felt about my job, and obviously, you know, like, right out of college, so much is going to be, so many so much of your feelings about your job is going to be out of the adjustment factor of becoming an adult and working a full-time job like a lot of times I think our negative feelings about our jobs are tied to that but then a lot of times it is tied to the job itself and like where you're working and everything too but I kept I've kept sticking it out through summer um there were there have truly been weeks where I've just been like I seriously just don't know how I'm gonna make it through another busy season I seriously just don't know how I'm gonna make it through this week like I just really really struggling and even when I wasn't working like crazy hours I was still struggling but I just really was having a really tough mental battle and you know I stuck it out through all of that but you know I I was there were just multiple times where I was just like I just truly don't know how I'm gonna make this work and how I'm going to stick through it but I stuck, I stuck through it. I'm coming at the end of summer and I'm now in a place where I have an opportunity that's going to help me try something that I haven't done yet that I'm excited for, um, which is something that I haven't really been able to say the last couple of months, like nothing's been exciting for me at all. Um, and is something that I know will benefit me in the long run. You know, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life no idea. I have no idea if I'm going to be in accounting the rest of my life. I have no idea if I'm gonna be in public accounting next year. I have no idea if I'm gonna be in public accounting for 30 years. I have no idea if I'm going to even be in this relevant industry and career field at all. Like, I truly do not know, and I'm just trying to live in my life day to day right now, and um i say that all the time because so many people are always just like oh like if you know you're you have all these crazy hours like just go work somewhere else and everything and it's like yeah i get that but at the same time like sticking through like this really uncomfortable adjustment period because really and truly starting your busy season is like starting a full-time job in corporate is so stressful in and of itself but starting during busy season is like a whole other freaking grizzly bear like i i not saying that like, oh, like my life's so much harder than anybody else starting their job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that in and of itself is requiring its own adjustment to where I you have to give things time to like really feel like how you feel about them. Because I've learned in my, however many months it's been of me at my job, like I've learned things that I thought I would like that I didn't like. I'm very surprised by the things I do like. And the opportunity is that I have, you know, now coming up for me because I've stuck through the hard stuff and I've just showed up and tried to live through every day. I'm now at a point where I think that, you know, this opportunity will, is exactly what I need because it's just, it's going to be uncomfortable, which doesn't make it exactly what I need, but it's going to be extremely uncomfortable. It's going to be hard. And although all of this is really vague from your perspective as a listener, I know and accept that choosing to go through the tough part of doing something new as somebody who hates being the new person and who hates not knowing what they're doing, I know that sticking through all of that and seeing how things play out on the other side is exactly what I need right now with my day-to-day life and just trying to live day in, day out and trying to be the type of person that, you know, just accepts my purpose for the season of life as living in it, like living my life day to day. And, um, you know, I, I, there's so many things in my life that I could have taken the easy way out, like easy way out of a job that you're struggling in is to quit, or you can push through and see if it gets better. Or, you know, sometimes you just know, which is totally valid as well. I'm not sitting here saying that if you've you know, quit, you've given up too early, because that's not always the case, everything's subjective, y'all know that, and everything depends and varies on a person-by-person basis, so don't take all of, all of this, you know, like, as the cold hard truth, because it's not like that, um, but I even think of this with, like, college, um, when I wanted to transfer schools, like, the easy thing for me to do in my situation when I was a freshman and literally hated, just hated it, so much the easy thing for me to do was run from my school and go somewhere else like they may not sound like the easy thing to do but it was easy to me because i'd be going somewhere that felt more comfortable and i didn't want to stick through the discomfort i tried to transfer and it didn't work out but oh my gosh i can't even Im- i've said it so many times on this podcast i cannot even imagine if i would have transferred and not stuck things out and not sat through to see the other side of the discomfort. And, you know, I had the people, I had my family around me telling me, you know, like, if you give it time, you know, I think it truly will get better. But, you know, we want you to do what you think is best for yourself. And I'm thankful to have that support and that honesty. And I'm so glad that it didn't work out. And it didn't work out for a reason, truly, because I just can't imagine, you know, things going any other way, because I don't even know if I'd be sitting here recording this podcast right now if I would have transferred schools, Um, because... Me going through that season of discomfort with wanting to tra- change schools is what pushed me to start my YouTube channel, and my YouTube channel pushed me to start my podcast. So it's really all a domino effect. And um, I even think of just small decisions. Like I'm sitting here naming big stuff like jobs and college, and you know making big financial decisions. This is also so true on just a day to day basis of making decisions, small decisions like going to the gym or packing your lunch pushing yourself to do what feels inconvenient and hard in the present moment but you know is good for yourself in the long run. I just know all of us. I mean, I was just sitting here talking about it when I was talking about my goal for this week of just wanting to put more effort into doing things that I know will make me feel better in the long run instead of doing the easy thing every single day. I feel feel this every single day. I'm truly you know in a position where right now with busy season it's like okay um the easy thing to do is to just like snooze my alarm and you know put bare minimum effort into doing things that make myself happy because I just obviously feel more drained at this time but the hard thing to do is to push myself to do what it is in that moment that I know is going to make me feel better afterwards Even if I'm not wanting to go through the discomfort of doing that thing. Whether that's going to a workout class so that I can, you know, clear my head and be in a much better mindset, mind space for my day ahead. And just start my day off on a way better note. Because it is, for myself, I'm not speaking for everyone, but for myself, it is a fact that if I go work out in the morning, I will be in a better mood throughout the day. I will work better. I will be just... In a way better mood, and I will be way less in my head. And as hard as it is sometimes to get myself to get up out of bed in the morning and go, when I'm nice and comfy and I could just keep snoozing my alarm, it is so hard sometimes to get up. But I I know what sits on the other side of following through with myself for that, and it's always worth it. It literally always is. And I guess that's what I really wanted to get at for this episode. You know, like what's on the other side of discomfort, and is it worth it to you? Like, is it something that you know is worth sitting through and accepting and embracing all of the discomfort that comes with doing something new or, you know, trying to get to where you want to be or who you want to be? And I just think, all in all, I'm less obsessed with avoiding pain and carefully planning every move and ultimately... Prolonging the pain, and I'm instead more focused on reminding myself that the pain and the hard parts and discomfort are necessary and a part of the process. And allowing yourself to sit in it and accept it is one of the best ways you can be really practice being present and allow yourself to align with your life the way it's meant to be. And the more I try to analyze every single decision and every move the more that I'm allowing fear to take control and steer me away from the hard things and constantly keep myself taking every single accident detour I possibly can on the journey to myself that I've been on for forever and you know when I instead just fully embrace what's in front of me aka the day um I am really just able to practice acceptance and building confidence as I learn to be present and stop picking things apart and being so obsessed with identifying what's on you know what can I do to like plan for you know what's going to happen and how can I pick this apart and try to like make all the right decisions and do what I'm meant to be doing um when I allow myself to just simply be present and find out by doing instead of overthinking and delaying and that's really what I wanted to get at is you know i think one of the key ingredients to being present is that it's accepting that you know okay i'm accepting that this is going to be uncomfortable and i'm just going to live through it and that's that like there's no me deconstructing what's on the other side of that and trying to figure out you know like what other ways could i get to this goal or how else could i do this or you know is this the right thing to be doing? Is this the right goal to be going after? Like, no, all of that is taking from your present moment. And the best way to be present is to just accept the moment as it is. And what that means for me right now and what that means for going through change and making big decisions and doing new things is accepting the way things are no matter how uncomfortable or scary they may feel or be. I just really want to encourage you all to, really sit with your discomfort and your anxiety and fear, you know, the more you try to squash it and push it down and shove it away, you're just letting it build up to be a bigger and bigger beast. Like, I literally think of it as um, Stranger Things and, like, Vecna and everything and, like, how when they, like, how when they feed and stuff, you know, they, they, like, get bigger and everything, all the Demogorgons and all that stuff. I literally think of anxiety like that in the sense of, the more I try to suppress it, I'm just feeding it and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So then when it comes time to meet for me to make that same decision again, further down the road, I've let that anxiety build up to be so much larger than it initially was. And it's going to be 10 times harder for me to sit with it because it's going to feel like so much more of a beast than it would have if I just sat with it to begin with and push through it. And so much, like, I've always just thought that, you know, anxiety and, like, feeling those things was just inherently bad, and that, like, anytime I felt them, it's like, okay, do whatever you can to escape it, you know, stay distracted, keep yourself busy with other stuff, just push it down, push it down, push it down, anxiety and any just negative feelings in general, and y'all know that about me, but truly, the more you do that, the more you're just feeding into that feeling, and, it's going to resurface even larger one day if you don't allow yourself to just sit with it in the moment and you know what comes on the other side of sitting with those uncomfortable emotions nine times out of ten it's it's something good and even if you don't know what it is you have proven to yourself through experience that you are capable of getting through something that scares you. Something that makes you uncomfortable, something that makes you anxious because you sat you you literally let yourself sit there with it and get on the other side of it. So you may get on the other side of it and be like, okay, well what was that for? But don't be so focused on that. Just really accept, you know, like, okay, this stresses me out and then sit through it. Let it let it stress you out, let it be anxious but don't let it consume you. And then when you get on the other side of it, you can tell yourself, I have gotten through this before and I can do it again. And it's going to be easier for me to make a similar decision or, you know, do similar things now that I've done it before. And I've proven to myself that I'm capable of getting through it. So that's really what I wanted to leave you all with today. And I hope it was helpful. I know it was a little bit of like a, um, kind of complex, not complex, but just a lot of different thoughts kind of tied into like one topic. So hopefully it was easy for you all to follow. I, I'm hoping so. Sometimes I like plan episodes and I'm like, I feel like this is only making sense in my head because it's coming out of my head and I'm hoping it makes sense to everyone else, you know, fingers crossed. Um, so I hope you all enjoyed it and got something from it, but be sure to follow blue Podcast on Instagram and join the Blue Podcast Facebook group. And I will talk to you all next Sunday.